It may be the weekend, but there are no days off for the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch. Can't wait. Can't, 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 can't wait. It's all weekend, baby. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome on into the Saturday show. I'm Jay Catch here on the Zone Sports Network. Thanks for joining us. Uh, BYU is about to kick off their game against South Florida. We were just listening to the Cougar pregame show with Jake Scott and our good friend Will Snowden down there at JCW's. They will have postgame uh, coverage for you shortly after this game goes final. Get your highlights, their analysis, etc. So stay tuned for that. And of course, full day of football here on the Zone Sports Network this on today. Uh, you pregame show comes your way at 5 o'clock ahead of Utah's game at Oregon State at 6 o'clock. And, of course, we'll have full play-by-play coverage uh, of Utah State football. Normally, they're on a bye week this week, obviously, but we got plenty to get to on today's edition of the Saturday show. You'll hear later on uh, from some of the interviews, some of the highlights this week from the Zone Sports Network. So a lot to get to on today's show, and can't thank you guys enough for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. I'm Jay Catch, Eric Jensen behind the glass producing for me today. Adrian Lizer will be along shortly to co-host this great show. We are your normal co-host here on the Saturday show. Uh, let's kick off today kind of going over some of the headlines from the day in sports so far. It's been kind of a wild day in college football to this point. Uh, South Carolina and Georgia, the third-ranked Bulldogs, in a fight for their football lives right now. Double overtime against the Gamecocks. Uh, South Carolina came into this game 2-3 and three overall. Georgia, of course, ranked uh, ranked third in the country, 5-0. and oh. But South Carolina has given them everything they can hope for, and we'll see how this game shakes out. But... Neither team has budged so far, so we'll keep you updated in that regard. Uh, interesting note in terms of if you're, if you're a BYU fan, uh, CBS Sports Network is where you'll find the BYU and South Florida game today. The game before it was Toledo versus Bowling Green. Of course, uh, BYU lost to Toledo two Saturdays ago in the Glass Bowl. Well, Bowling Green came into that game 1-4 and four and just beat uh, Toledo 20-7. to seven. Not trying to rub salt in anybody's wounds, but... It's kind of interesting to see Toledo beat BYU, and then and then you go out and uh, see Toledo lose two weeks later to a team that was one and four. Bowling Green, not the best program, very much in rebuilding mode, but a big win uh, for Bowling Green there. So we'll keep you updated on scores throughout the day. So can't thank you guys enough once again for joining us. Uh, the Red River Shootout going on down there in Dallas, Texas, right now. Number six Oklahoma leading number eleven Texas, thirty-four to twenty. Uh, Michigan withstanding Illinois' upset bid for the time being on ABC. Number 16, Wolverines up 35-25 to on the fight in Illini. And in other action, Duke is beating Georgia Tech right now, 41-23, to midway through the fourth quarter in that game. So plenty of college football around the country. We'll keep you updated on throughout the day. Of course, also the Utah Jazz were in action last night. And I have to say, in terms of a, of a preseason contest, we got our money's worth last night with the Utah Jazz. Uh, they played the New Orleans Pelicans last night. Came up on the short end. Came up short in a one twenty eight to one twenty seven thriller. And as far as uh, preseason football game, or not preseason football, preseason basketball games. Excuse me. In terms of the NBA preseason, as about as entertaining as they get. Uh, the Utah Jazz played the majority of their top rotation for three quarters of that game, and. 
if that's what the Utah Jazz are going to look like on offense and even on the defensive side of things, it could be a fun season ahead. Of course, the New Orleans Pelicans, no slouches themselves. They have the number one overall pick in Zion Williamson there, former Jazz man Derek Favors, facing off against his former team for the first time last night. And they showed that they've got plenty of grit and tenacity in their own right. So an interesting game there along there in New Orleans. We'll break that down more in its entirety here in just a minute, but just kind of covering some of the headlines for you here early on. Um, other news for you guys, going around the NBA, of course, there's been the whole uh, – situation with uh, the NBA and, of course, the Chinese government. Uh, the the tweet from Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey that got uh, the Chinese government uh, up in arms over everything going on. And we, we finally have some resolution, I guess, is what we should say about this. Uh, the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets played two games there in China. The final game was early this morning. One injury coming out of it was the Los Angeles Lakers' Anthony Davis. He did suffer a thumb sprain in that game. Uh, Brooklyn won the game 91-77. to So as far as I'm aware, and I haven't heard anything different, it sounds like all the coaches, administrators, all the NBA personnel that were part of this, uh, the China game series this year are headed back to the United States. And we'll see what the relationship with China is going forward for the NBA. Uh, crazy to think that the Chinese government shut down all all media availability around at least the first game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. But then uh, the NBA decides, you know what, we don't want to cause any further disruptions. They cancel all media availability for the game today. If you're a beat reporter who's traveling with this team, you made the flight from America all the way to Shenzhen, uh, China out there. You got to be a little miffed about that. I, I, can't, I can't lie. Because if you're out there to get quotes, to cover this team, it's your job. Uh, to cover this team, and you can't go and talk to anybody. They just completely shut you down and say, you know what, we're not talking to anybody. That, it makes uh, for an interesting situation because your bosses obviously want you to do the best job covering the team that you can, but when you can't talk to anybody, all you really can talk about is the action on the floor. So just an interesting situation all the way around. I wonder how it will affect the NBA going forward in terms of their speaking out on social justice issues and the like going forward because everything about this situation, Daryl Morey's initial tweet, the Chinese government uh, getting very angry about that tweet. Of course, uh, Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, tweeting out immediately after Daryl Morey sent out the tweet supporting the protesters in Hong Kong, uh, saying that uh, they did not reflect the thoughts and the actions of the Houston Rockets, but just a crazy situation all the way around. And uh, looking at it just at surface level, I don't know how long it's going to take the NBA and China to kind of make up, but there's a lot of money involved on both sides of this. We're talking billions and billions of dollars. Uh, some reports out there saying that the NBA salary cap could be affected by as many as much as 10 to 15 percent in the coming year due to concerns uh, with this China situation. We'll see how it shakes out. It's going to be something worth paying attention to, even though the games are officially done now. I just look at it, and I just feel like uh, it's going to change how the NBA does their business on a day-to-day basis, speaking out, etc. But, of course, we'll uh, make sure to pass along anything that comes out. We have live shows 
all along, all week long here on the Zone Sports Network. So, of course, we'll have it covered for you from top to bottom. But great stuff all the way around. Uh, BYU and South Florida just kicking off. BYU received the ball. We'll keep you updated with highlights, etc., uh, analysis as the day goes on. And, of course, like I said, as soon as this game goes final, we will have the Cougar postgame show with Jake Scott and Will Snowden live from JCW's down there in Provo. If you are on about looking for a place to watch the game or to go hang out, get some food, etc. Go down to JCW, say hi to the guys, get some food. JCW's does it right. They are the Burger Boys. That nickname is not for nothing. They do a great job with uh, what they do in terms of their food, etc. So I would encourage you guys, if you're looking for a place to go uh, this afternoon, stop by JCW's. All right, uh, some other news and notes for you. Let's run down some other scores in college football as we are in the middle of a crazy college football weekend. Finally, a big college football weekend, I guess I should say. Of course, Oklahoma and Texas battling right now. 34-27 to lead for the Sooners with a minute 49 to go in the game. Texas does have the ball. We'll keep you updated with how that game is going. Michigan beating Illinois 42-25. to Duke beating up on Georgia Tech 41-23. to In a MAC action early on, Eastern Michigan holds a 17-14 to lead at halftime over Ball State. Eastern Michigan, one of those teams in the MAC that if Toledo can get beat... Well, Eastern Michigan might be one of the favorites in the MAC. We'll keep you updated there. Marshall beating South Old Dominion 14 to 7 in their own right, and Central Michigan right now taking care of business against winless New Mexico State 14 to 6. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on scores throughout the day. Houston, of course, uh, making the headlines recently with the Eric King, their star quarterback, deciding to redshirt this season. They're down seven nothing early on in an AAC game against Cincinnati. Uh, the the Bearcats. They're one of the teams to keep an eye on. If you're looking at, uh, if you're a fan of like Utah State or a G5 program, you're wondering, okay, what's the New Year's Six going to look like in terms of uh, who's going to make that New Year's Six game as a G5 program? The Cincinnati Bearcats are very much a threat to be one of those teams that does uh, make that because they only have a loss to Ohio State on their on their record, and that loss to Ohio State was abysmal. They got absolutely thrashed by the Buckeyes. But we'll keep you updated on uh, how that game goes for them against Houston because Houston very much not the same team they were to start the season. They had a former offensive lineman speak out on Twitter this week really going after the head coaches, the administrators, and the athletic department there at Houston about what he calls them um, mailing in the season, I guess is, is the easiest way to say it. We can get into that a little bit later on. Very interesting comments from a former offensive lineman. Uh, he, he got injured in one of their games earlier this year, and his career is over. But he really sounded off on his frustration level with what's going on at um, at the University of Houston right now. The Cougars in an interesting spot because with the new uh, the new rules when it comes to redshirting, guys are playing four games and saying, you know what. I'm not happy here. I'm not down with playing this season. I'm going to sit out. And it makes for an interesting situation because Houston's not the only program dealing with this. Rutgers, who has been absolutely down in the dregs, of course they fired their head coach recently and Chris Ash. They actually had their top quarterback and running back decide after four games that, you know what, I'm shutting it down for the season. I'll come back next year. So that's an interesting situation to track. Going forward in college football, how many programs could be affected by this year in and year out? Because if it's a program that is struggling and Rutgers is struggling, these guys don't want to burn a year of eligibility playing on a season that they feel like is a lost season. We'll see. Uh, how other programs deal with this going forward. Of course, Rutgers without a head coach, they're having an interim head coach right now. It should make for a, it should make for a 
a situation that bears watching to see, okay, who's the new head coach at Rutgers? How is he going to respond to having these players who decided, you know what, I'm giving up on this season, going to come back next year? I would expect he'll welcome them back to a to a to a large degree, and we'll we'll I'm sure that they'll be okay with it and come back and. They'll be happy to come back and be welcomed back to the program, but it's going to make for an interesting uh, just back and forth because these players will probably go to this new head coach, whoever it is, probably Greg Schiano or somebody of that ilk. Uh, they'll probably go to that coach and say, you know what, I didn't want to waste a year, year of eligibility. I'm still happy to be part of this program if you'll have me. Of course, it should. Uh, y- you'll watch it play out, and I don't know where ultimately the – where the delineating line will be when it comes to these programs. I just look at it, and I feel like uh, programs going forward, if a season is already off its rails, they feel like early on in the season, you're going to see players, and we're not talking just backups, you're going to see star players decide, you know what, I'm going to shut it down for this year and come back next year. And I wondered how it really will affect college football programs. Of course, uh, players like Derek King, who do at the University of Houston, a guy who is a top-level quarterback, a lot of people kind of prognosticating. They think he's going to try and jump to a Power 5 program. He's made all indications that he plans on coming back to the University of Houston. But if you have a program like Rutgers, where you're already at the Power 5 level, but you are among the worst, if not the worst, Power 5 programs in the country, that is when I wonder how you're going to uh, approach it because you're going to have different players trying to uh, decide what's best for their playing futures. And I don't know where uh, coaches will be either okay with it or they'll say, you know what, you're, you're cut off. I, I don't know. Um, Eric popping into my ear earlier saying that South Carolina did pull off the upset of number three, Georgia. That is actually a big time result there because that is going to have ramifications on the college football playoff. Georgia is a team that was thought of, okay, they could make a run at the college football playoff, but in a year where we have a lot of teams who look like they're poised to make a run to go undefeated, one loss may do you in as it, when it comes to your chances of making the college football playoff. So we'll keep you updated on other games throughout the country. Number two, Clemson already up 7 nothing early on in their game against Florida State in ACC play. We've got Alabama, number one ranked uh, Crimson Tide against number 24, Texas A&M on our TVs here at the station. And of course, like I said, we'll keep you updated on BYU and uh, South Florida as things roll on. Jaron Hall making his first start for the Cougars. Uh, you heard, uh, by the way, one note on that. Jaron Hall, the first African-American or black American quarterback to make a start in a BYU uniform in their program history. It's a pretty historic occasion, and we'll, I, 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 Will uh, Snowden had a really good take on it in the pr- Cougar pregame show. If you didn't hear that, I really did appreciate his perspective on it as a guy who came to BYU as a black American, an African-American man who came to BYU, enjoyed his experience. He said he's had multiple alums who are black who have reached out to him this week and have kind of commented on how cool it is that finally a quarterback for BYU of African American, who is an African American or Black American, is suiting up for the Cougars. It's a pretty historic moment, so we'll keep you updated on that game as it rolls on throughout the afternoon. BYU on offense right now, in the middle of a drive. So there you go. Some of my opening thoughts on this Saturday afternoon. A lot to get to. Uh, let's talk some NBA, NFL here for just a minute before we take a break here. Um, Antonio Brown. 
I think a lot of people uh, have gotten tired of all of the uh, hula blue surrounding one of the best receivers in the game, but also one of the biggest and most controversial personalities in the NFL. Well, after saying on social media last month that he doesn't plan on playing in the NFL anytime soon, didn't want to play professional football in the NFL again, well, he's, I think, realize that you know what maybe I didn't have it so bad playing in the NFL so what he wants to get his situation resolved uh, with the NFL and hopefully return to play at some point here in the near future he says in the next few weeks I wonder how many of any teams will take a chance on him I'm guessing there'll be at least one or two that would give him that opportunity but of course uh, I don't know who that is I haven't really heard much speculation on teams who'd be interested in that because teams like the New England Patriots have already given up on him due to the allegations of a former trainer who said he who said that he sexually assaulted her so it makes for a just a very interesting situation. This guy says he doesn't want to play in the NFL, and then a couple weeks later, you know what? Actually, I didn't have it so bad. Maybe I do want to keep playing in the NFL. I I don't know where uh, he'll go, who will sign him. Who knows? Maybe the, maybe the Oakland Raiders will decide to uh, come back and uh, sign him again. I know that they were very angry when he left and was cut by the program, but should make for... Uh, another soap opera episode when it comes to the Antonio Brown saga as he pushes forward in his playing career. Uh, BYU just scoring on a field goal. Jake Oldroyd banging through a field goal, so BYU up 3 nothing early on in that game. BYU scoring first. So we'll keep you updated on that. All right, let's take a time out here. We'll come back on the other side, catch up on some of the other news and notes. Coming up on today's show, I know they played this interview in the during the Cougar pregame show, but Dustin Smith from QB Elite, he is a guy who knows Jaron Hall as well as anybody outside of Jaron Hall's family. He has worked with Jaron, training him as a quarterback from the time that Jaron was in junior high school. And I want you guys to hear what Dustin Smith has to say about Jaron Hall, taking over as the starting quarterback for BYU after Zach Wilson suffered a hand injury and their loss to Toledo. Some very interesting comments there. We also need to break down the Utah Jazz game last night, get some of my thoughts on what was a highly entertaining preseason game. And let's not uh, take it for anything more than it was a preseason game, but still entertaining nonetheless. We'll get to all of that on today's edition of the Saturday Show, as well as other interviews, highlights, and of course, all the scores from around the country in college football and beyond. All right, that's all coming up right coming up next here on the Saturday show right here on the Zone Sport. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, we've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 975-1280 the Zone in the Zone Sports Network. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. And if you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. 
Welcome back to the Saturday show. You heard that song. You know exactly what we're doing with our technical foul segment. It is a staple of the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I felt to note this in the first segment, but I do need to tell you guys, the Saturday show is brought to you by Stockton 12 Honda. Check them out, 108-60 South State Street there in the Southtown Auto Mall. Can't thank them enough for being the title sponsor of the Saturday show. They have a great lineup of Hondas. I am. I have a wife who drives a Honda Pilot. We absolutely love it. Encourage you guys go check out the great lineup of Hondas down there at Stockton 12 Honda. All right, technical fouls time. Let's talk about a national title being taken oh, away that was mine. because of a used car. That was mine. Well, we don't have a lot of time, so it worked for both of us here, Eric. All right. Well, the NCAA has ordered that Mary Hardin Baylor, it's a school in Belton, Texas, they have to vacate their 2016 Division III National Championship because a head coach let a player use his car for more than 18 months, which was determined to be an improper benefit for a student-athlete. Well, duh. Like, the head coach allowing, hey, hey, son, use my car? That should be very clear. The NCAA announced its findings earlier this week. Say it would vacate any victories in which ineligible athletes played for Mary Harden Baylor. The school said it would include 29 victories during the 2016 and 2017 seasons and the 2016 championship, a 10-7 to win over Wisconsin Oshkosh. School officials say they will appeal that punishment. So... Do you hear what kind of car it was? Yeah, 2006. 2006 Subaru. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking a 10-year-old used car causes you to lose a national championship. Way to go, Mary Harden Nick Baylor. Saban just hooks his players up with the dealerships. Uh, yeah. That's sh- a way to do it. <laughs> Eric, shh. Don't, don't let the word out about what they're trying to do here. Anyway, so there you go. <laughs> uh, I didn't really have anything else outside of that. I'm glad you had the same thought as me. That was just absolutely hilarious to me that a 2006 Subaru causes a division a Division Three college football program to lose a national championship. Granted, I still think the NCAA retroactively taking away wins and championships and awards and the such is just kind of dumb. I We saw them all do it. Like, it's out there. The game was played. They won the game. It's a similar situation that I have with the whole uh, Reggie Bush thing. According to the NCAA, he never essentially played for the, for USC, never won that Heisman. Anybody who had eyes and grew up during that era when Reggie Bush and USC were doing what they were doing saw what he could do, and I still think it's dumb that he took that away. I know that he took improper benefits, but let's be real. Everybody's getting improper benefits under the table or over the table. depends on how you want to term it. Anyways, there you go. Technical fouls today here on the Zone Sports Network. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Utah Jazz a little bit. Uh, let me know your guys' thoughts on this game last night. I really enjoyed watching the Jazz and the Pelicans square off last night. Of course, former Jazz man Derek Favors now the starting center uh, for the Pelicans. The Jazz, that starting lineup looked mighty effective early on in that game. Of course, they only played the three quarters of the fourth quarter. Uh, New Orleans comes away with the victory. But we'll break it all down for you, get some of my thoughts on it coming up next. You can tweet at me, at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can tweet at the station, at Zone Sportsnet. Eric, where are you at? Eric 18 Utah. Eric 18 Utah. For some reason would ever want to talk to me. Well, feel free to weigh in with that. And of course, we also have the app, the Zone Sports Network app. You can do, uh, you can go on there, record your 15 second take with our open mic feature. We can play those as well as today's show rolls on. All right, two o'clock hour coming up next. This is the Saturday show right here on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM, The Zone.